Welcome back, stoners. Welcome to Stoner Talk. I am your host, B.C. All right. And today, stoners, we're going to talk about something. Oh, that needs to be spoken on, right? We're going to talk about something that needs to be heavily talked about, discussed, and heard. We're going to talk about deadbeat moms. All right. Now, stoners, if you listen to me avidly, which a lot of you do, I appreciate the donations. I appreciate the love. I also appreciate people that re-listen to a lot of my stuff. But... You know, I did one called Dead Beat Dads, and it wasn't the type of podcast you thought it was. I wasn't coming down on fathers. I was just giving shining some light on what most not a lot, not all, not some, but most fathers go through. You know, we're we're already in a bad situation and they give us another situation that really deserves a lot more financially, spiritually and physical time and that we don't have and you know i explain it all in that podcast if you want to go back and listen to it but at this moment in time we're going to talk about the deadbeat mothers now you want to ask yourself what's a deadbeat mother a deadbeat mother is not always a mother that's not around huh well no i'm not talking about that type of deadbeat mother the type of deadbeats mothers i i'm talking about is the type of mothers that use their that use their child as a tool for whatever they need, for whatever the agenda is, and then taking a title that is not necessarily deserved. Now, let me explain both of those reasons, stoners. When I say a woman using her child as a tool, it starts from the moment she figures out that she's pregnant. Hmm? Let me light my thing. I have no idea what type it is, but it's good. Anyways. She she finds out she's pregnant. Now 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 let's start from the very, way before the conception. Let's let's talk about this. Let's run it down. Hold on. Okay, so she goes out on bourbon. For any of those listening to my podcast outside of Louisiana, I do apologize. Whatever your bourbon street is, if you're from Austin, Sixth Street, if you're from I don't know uh, New York is Canal. I don't know. Just I'm on Bourbon Street with my bars. Okay, so we're on Bourbon Street. She on Bourbon Street and she meet a guy, right? They talking, they vibing, they doing it, then they liking each other, right? Take her back to the crib, hit it once. Oh my God, his dick is so big, his tongue is so slick. Hit it twice. Oh my God, he's so intensive. Hit it three times. Oh my God, he's a shit, right? Then you start to get to know him a little bit better. I'm talking about how it really is, not how it used to be. You start to get to know him a little bit better, right? Cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You find out he got a job, you know, at Wendy's flipping burgers, you know? That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Now, before I go on, don't think that I'm downbatting anybody's job. I don't care if you're shoveling shit or you're a Fortune 500 business owner. I just want to just know that there there is a, a big difference when you're trying to start a family. If a Fortune 500 CEO wants to start a family, he starts it way differently than an employee at McDonald's. OK, so that's all I'm saying when I when I bring up low level jobs anyways. So she meet a guy, find out he, he works at Wendy's, you know, still a good guy. You know, he 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 got a roommate. He pay half rent. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to come through. You dig? Now, here's how woman uses baby as tools. She gets pregnant. 
Now, you heard about the guy's situation. Let's talk about her situation. She's pregnant. Up. Her situation is, which is most, a lot of young women, this is their situation, still live with their parents. 80% don't have a car. If they do have a car, right, or access to a car, it's for somebody or it's a limited car. In other words, saying like, it's not nothing y'all can go take a road trip in. Okay. She has a half a dink, rinky dink job, you know, just like you do, you know, something low level, but it gets the bills paid. You know what I'm saying? She's not really in a better situation than you are in, but she gets pregnant. Now, I'm never the one to say abortion because I have seven kids for a reason. Stoners, I'm, I don't believe in that type of thing. But at the same time, there are other options. How about birth control, condoms, or plain and simple abstinence? But that's another podcast for another day. Okay. So anyway, she gets pregnant. Now she's basically in the same situation that he's in. Nobody's better off. You know, she, she's living with her parents or with a roommate. He's living with his parents or with a roommate. They both have half a jobs. They're both still trying to make it out, make it through life, but they get pregnant. Before the woman thinks of any other options, of any other options other than abortion, She's having the kid. Now, the man situation, the man situation has to be settled. The man situation has to be right. Okay. He has to elevate right then and there. His whole life, everything has to change. Okay, stoners. And here's how I see that. Bullshit. Because how many girls would have countless children, right? But still living at home with their parents. So here's how she used the baby. If you're still not getting it, here's how she used the baby as a tool, stoners. The baby is used to get at least 15 or 2,000 more on taxes. That's usually the first thing that comes out of these women's mouth. Huh? The baby, I will put this nigga on child support. See, the baby is a tool, you know, if, if now, once again, I don't want, I keep prefacing, but I shouldn't really care what people say or how you feel. You know, I'm just trying to keep it real with you. Deadbeat moms are the moms that use their babies as tools. Let's talk about another situation before I jump off. Of, of subject stoners so in a situation that i really don't like moms that keep their child away from the dad because a they're not seeing eye to eye or b because he's not financially supporting now i want every lady out there to understand about this financial supporting situation what if you did not have welfare what if you did not have child support what if you did not have Section eight. What if you did not have government assistance? What if you did not have WIC? These are all the things that the average man has to do without when he's either a forced or be accidentally into a family. And by forced, I mean a woman gets pregnant, neither she nor he wanted the baby, but is there now. And she says, hey, I'm having it. And B, he can either look like A, a deadbeat dad, and say, well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Or B, say, okay, well, fine, I guess I got to do what I got to do. And now he has to adjust. 
There is no adjustment period on the woman's side. I don't want to hear. Yes, there is. Lord. I mean, I can't do your lie. Even a, a full fledged, full time mom makes time for herself. Let me give you an example. And most moms out there will understand. You work Monday through Friday, eight to 10 hour shifts, right? Saturday night, you say, you know what? I'm going to go turn up with my girls, right? You go out with your girls, have a good time, have a couple of drinks. Then you come on home and you say, you know what? Sunday, I'm going to be, I'm going to spend some time with my, my daughter and or son, take them to the zoo, do some crazy things with them, just have some time. And then the week starts over. And that's usually how it goes, right? Cool. Women hear that and be like, yeah, that makes that makes sense. That understands why she can't have one night out of a whole week to herself. Great. Now let's flip it. Where's the man working from Monday to Friday, stoners? Saturday, he want to go out with the boys. And then every Sunday he comes over to the house to make sure he spends time with his daughter and or son. But that seems like, oh, you just said one time out of the week, you pull up and you did it. The only difference is that the child lives with the mom in most cases of single parents or parents that get babies and, and you know, things happen. The child lives with. It. So if you eliminate that, that only scenario is the exact same life. The exact same life. You're see what people have with mothers. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. What mothers have a problem with admitting is that to solve your problem, the problem and the solution is right there in front of you. All you have to do is follow the blueprint of other mothers and single mothers. Right. But for fathers, that blueprint and problem is not there. Let me give you an example. Let's say I use me an example. My son stays. I stay on the East Bank of New Orleans. My son stays on the West Bank of New Orleans, right? Let's say he wakes up in the middle of the night and says, I need to talk to my dad. I had a bad dream. He can call and hopefully I wake up or he get in touch with me. But see, there's the problem. And the solution to the problem is too far away. So the dad can't be there. But because the mom is conveniently already staying with the child. Not by choice or by force. Just, that's just the way it is. You know, in most cases, I'm not going to say all. Oh, I'm going to say most cases. OK, stoners. I hope I haven't lost you by, by now. You know, um, I, I'm not saying all mothers. And you know what? The mothers that's listening to this and they be like, you know, BC, you're tripping. Da, da, da. You know who you are. You know if you're a good mother or not. You know what I'm saying? If you're there when your child wakes up and needs you, you're a good mother. For homework, you're there. You're a good mother. If your friends ask you to hit you to go out and you can't find a proper, not just any babysitter, but a proper babysitter, you're not even trying to go out. And then sometimes, even if you can get a babysitter, you know what? Let me spend time with my child. It is the free will of choice, not the choice that is forced upon us. The free will of choice for a dad to be like, you know what? I ain't doing nothing today. Let me go run by my son and see what he talking about today. Pop up. Hey, what's up, boy? That's free will choice. That's love. 
forced choice is, hey, I need you to come over here and uh, talk to your son. He's on the wrong level. Okay, I'm on my way. What you gonna say? No. That's a forced choice. Now you have the choice to say no, but the the, the right answer would be to say yes. You follow me so far, stoners? So mothers that keep their child away from a guy who's living the exact same life you're trying to live, I just think is wrong. You know, the one thing a, a daughter or a son needs, not only is the mother, but more importantly, is the man. Even if it's just his time and expertise on life. Hell, if he's a he's, he's turned out to be a crackhead that steals, let him see his father so he can see what not to do. You don't want to be this, right? You're your father's son. Do something different than what he's doing. Makes sense. But most mothers, if unless he's like a football star or a rapper or just doing very well for himself, they don't want the child to even know about him. Don't even know that that can happen. That can be you. My dad, I love my dad very much. You know what I'm saying? He had it hard. Okay. He was also out there on that crack. And I used everything my dad ever taught me, good and bad. It's because of his life and his experiences that I don't like anything beyond marijuana. Because I'm so scared I'm going to turn out how he was. And I use the word was very strongly because my dad, thanks thanks to friends, family, and the grace of the Lord, he's not on that stuff anymore. So I can speak about it freely. But I seen my dad, his trials and tribulations made sure I didn't go through that because I'm him. He was me. Time with a father is all a child needs. Anything else more than that is icing on the cake. Women need to take more mothers. I'm sorry. I keep saying women because I don't want to clump everybody. Mothers need to take more responsibility for the situation than they already take. Let me explain that. Don't be all into a guy. Get with him by getting what I'm saying. Fucking fuck with him. Right. Then get pregnant by him. And the moment he can't, won't or shouldn't. He's the worst guy in the world. If you want to be a team, a team consists of, I got your back, you got mine. Right? When a football, when a running back is running up the field and he drops the ball, everybody don't just get on him and be like, oh, you fucking garbage. You trash. They don't just bench him. The very first thing they do is scramble to help him get back or they, or they get the ball and run it up. That's the very first thing they do. Then they put him to the sideline. Let him know what he did was messed up. Let him know how not to do it again. Then they move forward amicably. That's what a team does. A lot of women want to claim they want to be teams with their father, their baby fathers. And that's not really what you want to do. You just want an extension of yourself. Which in most cases, unless you're together, that can't be. And like I said, ladies, Don't expect something out of a man that you yourself 
You yourself don't expect from you. If you get pregnant, right? You get pregnant. And don't try to say, it takes two people. I know that. Listen to my words. If you get pregnant, right, stoners? And he don't want, if he, I, don't, I, I never wanted a baby, you know, da, 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 da. I personally think, right? Listen to me. I personally think, let that be. I explained that in my uh, podcast earlier about deadbeat dads, about child support and all these other good things. And I gave two examples, both sides of the spectrum. One that did the child support, one that didn't. You know what I'm saying? I think women need to take more responsibility. If you meet a guy who basically ain't shit and only has good dick, if he's not willing to change, you cannot change him. You can't change things that are not willing to change. Because once you try to change things that are not willing to change, you break them. So you have a decision to make. If every time if you dated this guy for a whole year. Right. And he was late every time y'all was supposed to meet up. Do you really think he's going to be on time for you when you need him during a, a pregnancy that definitely he didn't want or you d- wasn't expecting? I just hate the fact that when women get pregnant, all of a sudden they're floating above everybody else. Everything they do is right and you can understand. But if a man messes up even once or even slightly, he gets criticized, terrorized and put to the side. And I don't think that's right. I looked at it from a distance. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I looked at it from a distance, you know, like single mom, single, single dads, you know, dads that's really trying to do things. I I keep emphasizing that dads that's really trying to be in a child's life. Y'all basically live the same life. Eight to ten hour shift, Monday through Friday. Saturday, you try, you're probably trying to, you know what I'm saying, hang out with the guys, hang up with the guys. You know what I'm saying? And Sunday, you know, you try to make that about the family. That's usually the same life. Now I get it. Through the days, you know, you get off work, you may stop with your friends and have a drink, da 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 da. But that's normal thing. I just want everybody to just remember this one thing. Just because you live with your child does not mean you're a good parent. That is just the luck of proximity. That's it. You have to be interactive. Are they learning from you? Homework time. Are you there? Bad nightmares. Are you there? And I'm not saying if you and now if you can't be there, that is a totally different story. If you're a parent that doesn't live with the child. You know, I don't give a fuck how much technology happens until hologram, filling holograms pop up. I don't care how much technology. Nothing's better than being there. You know, right when you wake up, Dad, you okay? You all right? Yeah. Rather than, I need my phone. Let me call my dad. I'm speaking from experience. I have gone through this and I, I kind of am. I just want all stoners to love each other, man. They don't use kids as a medium. I what people do. They use they use their children as a medium, you know, to start, pick, 
or even finish an argument, people would be like, and look at your motherfucking ass. And where was you during the time when this person was doing this? Or when, when, uh, I said this, I do apologize. Where was you when your child needed you, when he needed some shoes or this, that, and the third? Or where was you during this birthday party? Or where was you? Or where was you? Or where was you? Right? And I always stop and think was, if you wasn't around, if you didn't live with the child, right? Now, this is not going out to, I shouldn't have to say this, but okay, I will. This, this is not going out to the parents that have their own, I'm talking about their own place, their own car, their own job. This is going out to the single mothers that either A, have a roommate or B, live with their parents or guardians still and still having kids. Okay. Kids need spiritual, physical, and financial support. They need 80% of each going directly to them. Okay. If you cannot supply that, then you have to take from your percentage of spiritual, financial and physical relief. And then that's what causes strain. That's what causes strain. Kids are only supposed to get your children are only supposed to get 80 percent of physical, spiritual, financial. Only 80 percent of those three things. Once you start giving them 85 and 90, 95 and actually 100, then you're starting to hurt. If you give them all of your time, that's the physical. If you give them all of your time, how much time do you have for your friends? Now, your friends don't hang with you no more because, you know, you can't really say nothing. This man always with his son, but he got a family, man. Don't worry about calling him out. He probably with his son right now. We're going to go out with him without him. You can't give him all of your spiritual because then you're going to be walking around feeling sad, you know? You need time to yourself to make sure your mind is clear, to make sure that you can be, you, you can't be around your children sad and mad all the time because then they're going to be sad and mad all the time. Children are nothing but sponges and they just soak up whatever we put in them. Okay. And it's, and it's I shouldn't even have to explain financial. If you give somebody a hundred percent of your financial, what does that mean for you? Exactly. Now you get my point. I know y'all get my point now that I'm talking about the financial side of it. I mean, hell, child support takes only 50 percent. Even they show a little love. <laughs> OK, stoners, people. I hope none of the mothers that are listening to my podcast are like, you know, BC's tripping, man. He's on the wrong level. What, what does he know? I'm only speaking through experience like i said you know i'm only speaking from experience there 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 are mothers out there that when it's convenient for them the child is is bought up what you don't do for the child is bought up when it's convenient for them to bring up such thing right receipts ain't saved then but me personally I feel exactly how Chris Rock says what he says in his in his comedy show. I don't want or need credit for things I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I mean, it's nice. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's cool. But I'm not looking for credit for things I'm supposed to be doing. But every now and again, it's good to know that you appreciate it. If I bring over two hundred dollars. Okay, stoners, if I bring you $200, don't be mad, it's not three. 
You know what I'm saying? If you ask for three and I only give you 150, hell, give me 50 back. Be like, look, I asked for three, you only, only give me half. I mean, you really ain't got it. Look, look, take 50 for yourself. I feel out the rest. That sounds plausible, I think. I think that sounds reasonable. Because if I give you 100% of me, what else do I have left? Mm. Sorry, Stone, I needed something to drink. But anyways, okay, I'm, I'm one of them people that was a victim of this same situation with my parents. Uh, my grandmother told me the story, you know, my dad got my mom pregnant, point, 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 gotcha. My mom popped up my mom. My dad was 19. My dad, my mom was 15 back in the eighties. I was born 1985. So, but this was, I guess in 84. Okay, I bet you hear that now in today's time. It's like, whoa, 19 and 15. Whoa. But look at what they look, look at what they produced. <laughs> but any grits. Yeah, I was a victim of it. Let me tell you why. OK, so you got my mom, who's 15, my dad, who was 19 at the time. They met each other at a, a, a block party in Bridge City, I think it was. OK, so boom, they met each other. My mom was coming from Donisonville. That's where uh, she was from. My mom was from Donisonville. She was in Bridge City for a party. Sees my dad. My dad is super, super duper swagged out. You hear me? He was the man back then. You know what I'm saying? He was the one. Always did the Michael Jackson, the Prince impressionations and all that. But that was the man. But at the same time, my dad was staying with his still mom. And you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, my grandma Marlene. And his dad. How you doing, uh, Grandpa Tari? I don't know if you listen to this or not. Um, and, you know, he was just a regular guy, you know, just out there trying to do his entertainment thing and trying to make it in the world. And, you know, didn't really have a lot. But what he had was enough for him. Right. OK, so he meets my mom. My mom gets pregnant with me. First of all, you're 15. I'm 19. I'm just now starting to spread my wings. He did not want me. He said that he wanted an abortion. That's what my dad told my uh, my mom. You need to get him aborted, you know, and uh, my mom was actually cool with it for a while. She was actually going to go through with it. You know, my grandma Marlene tried to tell her, don't do that to the baby. We'll take care of him. My grandma Shirley said the same thing. A lot of my grandmothers came up. My great grandmother, my aunt Mert, you know, all of them passed away, man. I'm so sad about that. But they all of them passed away. But they always like, you know, don't do it. If y'all don't want to take care of the baby, we will take care of him. So they basically saved my life. But anyways, so I was born, you know, and once I'm born now, my grandma Rosemary, she was the first person to take care of me. That's my mom's mom. God rest her soul. You know, that's my mom's mom. She was the very first person to take care of me for a little while in Donaldsonville. I was born in East Baton Rouge. OK, so then we moved to Donaldsonville and my grandma Rose was the first one. Now, my mom still living with her mom. So. You not taking care of me, but I'm still around you. You know, you'll feed me every night again. You do what you can every night again, like a babysitter. But you wasn't really taking care of me. Does this sound familiar to today's terms? I'll keep going. So you really wasn't taking care of me, but my grown Rosemary did. So I became a little bit too much for her, you know. So my mom brought me to Bridge City. 
and started threatening my dad. Hey, you're going to start helping me take care of this little boy. You know, da, 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 da. or I'm going to put you on child support, which I think she did, if I'm not mistaken. But that's not the nor there. Um, so he takes me. That's when I start living with his girlfriend, you know, um, Peanut. Off and on. Shout out Peanut. Shout out my uh, instead of my day, my not even my stepbrother, my actual brothers. You know, my brothers in arms, Scooter and Duncan and man, I love y'all, man. Shout out Tasha too. But we started living with them. You know, now she already has two sons and a daughter. You know what I'm saying? And here her new boyfriend bringing in her his son. You know what I'm saying? It, it, she tried, but there was only so much they can do at the time, you know, and their relationship was still fresh. So my dad gave me to my grandma Shirley. You know what I'm saying? Every now and again, I'll see my mom. You know, my grandma Shirley was my great great grandmother on my dad's side. Okay, so I'm living with them, and every now and again, I'll see my dad because he's in Bridge City. And I'll see my mom. I see my mom a lot more than my dad because my dad was, like I said, he was out there in that world at this time, and my mom was also. But it was proximity for her because where she went to go do her thing, and where my grandmother stayed, she was always around me. Like, I've al- I always seen my mom, you know, because she was where, like I said, where she did her thing at was literally where I lived, played and hung out at right down Second Street in Bridge City. So I seen her so much and she wasn't living in Dynasty at the time. She was living somewhere in Bridge City. So it was proximity for her. Right. Boom. My grandma Shirley dies. Nobody could find my dad at the time. So my mom takes me. She's living with her mom at the time again. So I go with Rosemary. Now I'm there and she's there. And now they're pounding my dad because he's not helping. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Right. And the rest is history. We'll get into that. But anyways, do you see my point, Stoner, from that little bit of soliloquy I just gave you that story? That story is just to prove that outside looking in, my dad was never there. You know. But he was never there because he was just wasn't there if it makes sense i hope i make i hope i haven't lost y'all okay it's all about perspective and the parents control the narrative they both did not want the child they were both looking for any out that they could but because my mom just was so much to be always around me because of she doing her thing or because she's living with the person I'm actually living with. My dad got the brunt of the situation because he wasn't around. And the only time I seen him was maybe once a week or not that much, you know, as much as I possibly can. Okay. Now, that's a little little personal, but I just wanted to share with you all that this happens all the time. The child becomes the tool, the ploy, the plot, the I gotcha. And that's what we need to stop. As human beings and as mothers, y'all need to really stop that. Stop turning to child support every single time. The guy doesn't, he's not changing. You've changed. You used to be so sweet when we were together. That was because you wasn't giving me a whole child. You was giving you was I was potentially getting ass from you. You know what I'm saying? I did not want a child. You have it sucks to it sucks to hear that. 
I know stoners. It sucks to hear if you know a man didn't want a child. Well, you know, if you have one, it's all on you. That's just what it is. Nowadays, they want verbal consent stoners on if we have sex. Now, hey, would you like to have sex with me? Yes, I would like to have sex with you. Well, let's get it in. Yes, the nuances of sex doesn't matter anymore in 2019. So if we have to verbally say, do I want to have sex with you? Does Isn't it only right that if I tell you, hey, I don't want to have kids or you can visibly see I cannot afford a kid mentally, physically, spiritually or financially? Like, if you know I'm just some good dig walking around and I'm an all right guy, but not father material, and you just so happen to get pregnant, right? You just, it happens. Condom slip, you don't use one, you come early, pre-come, whatever. It happens, stoners. If that person chooses not to be a part of that child's life, do not be a deadbeat mom and then use your child as the gun to take him down because you're mad. That's his decision. Fine. Be that way. Let when your child ask about you, I will not. I don't, I don't have no words for him. I'll let him know. Yes, your dad is such and such. Your dad is over there doing such and such. Let's go see him. But you don't need to do anything because as a woman, I will get it done. But if you want to see your child, see him. He will either see how to be a man or he will either see how not to be a man either way you're going to teach him how to grow up that's something no father can escape you're going to teach your child how to grow up because you're either going to show him how to be a man or how not to be one either way and he don't have to be there to teach that I just want a lot of women to just take that responsibility. I know it's hard. I know every woman wants to be treated like a child and nothing she did was her fault. And I understand we'll clear it up for you. Here's some section eight. Here's some welfare. Here's some child support. Here's some alimony. Here's all the power in the world. You know, here you go. It'll be okay. But real women like my sister, real women like my sister, who has two kids from two different niggas. Both the niggas barely in their children's life. But my sister went from sleeping in a shelter with both her children. I ain't say with one. I ain't say with none. I say with both her children. Where she go, they go. With both her children. And now she is in a four bedroom home out there in the east. Chilling. And just had another baby. Why? Because now she can afford it. And they have a place to place them. And shout out to her boyfriend. For sticking by her. You know what I'm saying? Soon to be husband, probably. And if it's not my bad for putting that out there, it is what it is. I'm my brother, nigga. Okay? But that's a real woman right there that that took responsibility for her choice. Let them make their choice. If that's how you were. I mean, I knew that's how you were. I just figured, okay, well, that's how you want to rock. That's how you want to rock. Who am I to ruin your life? Just like you helped me make this baby, I helped you make this baby. There are two people. If one doesn't do, the other one picks up the ball and start running. Okay, stoners. You don't pick up the ball and while you're running, have people pound on the guy that dropped the ball. You knew who, who you knew he would have dropped the ball in practice. You seen how he was. Don't be surprised when you do it in a real game. 
You just do what you got to do to make sure you win. And by winning, I mean taking care of that child and making sure that they grow up to be a, a respectable human being. Stop using the child just because you're mad at him. Stop using the child just because you're mad at her. Her decisions and who she is reflects only on you, not on that person. I'll give you another example. My son is 10. Well, he turns 10 on the 19th. For the past three years, I've been in his life. That sounds bad for me saying that out loud, but that's just what it is. Why? I don't really want to give excuses. Yes, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was mentally. I was mentally already. Yes, but I wasn't physically. Definitely wasn't spiritually. And God knows I wasn't financially, you know. But the mother of my child, Alicia, she understood that as a real woman, she took care of him. She made sure that he had and never penalized me for not giving. Now that I am in a space to be physically, spiritually and financially. I do. I'm there way more. It's better to show up looking good, smelling good with a gift than getting dropped off, looking bad, smelling bad with nothing. So I was a prideful man. But for the past three years, me and my son has gotten closer than ever. And for the six years before that, I was there almost every other day. And if I wasn't there almost every other day, stoners, I was there at least twice every two weeks. So once a week doing the best I can. Mind you, I was homeless. Mind you, I was broke. Mind you, I was out there causing all kinds of crimes I will not admit to on this podcast. And I just wasn't a good person. But I still was there. I tried to give some knowledge. I let him see who I was. Alicia let him see who I was. And not once did she put a bad word in his mind about me. She also rarely put good ones. But that's because your decision on your father will be your decision. If you don't like him, you don't like him. By the good ones, and I don't mean she was like, you know, well, your dad, you know, he, he he's a superstar. He's the greatest. And like, she just speaks the truth without embellishing. Where's dad? Well, I don't know where he is, but we can try and get in touch with him. See if he want to come over, huh? Oh, why didn't he make it over? I don't know. Maybe maybe he couldn't get a ride, but I guarantee you we'll figure out something else or, or we'll just go find out where he is and go to him. Things like that. You don't have to say he's the greatest dad ever. You don't have to make him seem like he's a superstar, but you also have to make him seem like he's nothing. You can take responsibility for your situation. Don't make it seem like everything is his fault. So he has to fix everything. If he does not have a car, and you do make it easier on him. Don't penalize him because he can't make it to your house when you have a car and he doesn't. And you've been knowing him almost your whole life or you the whole time you've been dating. He's never had a car. It was cool to go pick him up, but it's not cool to bring his child. You would go to Timbuktu to pick him up for the dick. Going to the most sketchiest of neighborhoods to pick him up for the dick. 
but he gets you pregnant, you mad at him and he tax you to come bring his child to the church he's about to leave. So he don't have to get a ride to your house to make it easier for him. It's a problem. We need to take responsibility and what we do stoners. Being a deadbeat mom is. Mm -hmm. It's a real aggravating situation for me, you know, um, but in some cases, I understand it because we only do what we are taught, what we seen our big sister do, big brother do, dad, mom, you know, older friends, old head, OG. We only do what we the people we respect. We see them do. That's what made me decide to, you know, give up the life and really try to be a better, better man, because we're, we're all teachers. We're all teachers. Some are some are professors, some are regular teachers, some are substitutes, but we are all teachers. Somebody is watching us, looking at us and f- trying to figure out life through how we operate it. So if your child, your daughter sees how you treat his or her dad. She's going to act accordingly. If every time he calls, it's. I don't want to talk to him. Fuck that nigga. Then why would she want to not be like the person she's around the whole time? The most. I ain't going to say the whole time, but the most. You see what I'm saying, stoners? Just think about it. Taking responsibility is hard, but it's necessary. Don't be a deadbeat mom. Don't use excuses and cliches to get out of being the absolute best mother that you are possibly capable of being. Be great shit. Be like my sister. Don't look at a situation and look for people to blame. Don't look at a situation and look for excuses and reason and ways out. Look at a, 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 a messed up situation and either figure out a way through it. Or just to make it better. Or God willing, do both. That's what my sister did. She made her way through it. And she made her situation better. Was it hard? Yes. Plenty of nights she's hitting me up. You know, bro, please go home. Go to the crib. When she got her apartment before she got the house. Please go to the crib. You know, hey, you crash into the crib. I need you to watch my kids, man. I got to go to work. Two jobs. Working at Popeye's and working at the old folks home. You know, and my sister's not, I'm not saying she did it all of this. She had uh, uh, Section 8. She had food stamps. You know, she knew how to work it. But she did what she had to do is what I mean. She didn't take no handout. She, she wasn't blaming people for the problems that she was also a help into. E-A, E-I-I-E, whatever. In other words, saying she didn't have a baby and say, well, you have me with the baby. You better do something because I'm struggling. Well, if you're struggling, stop yourself from struggling. Don't look at me all of a sudden. It's like I'm your release because we have a child together. Because if, if 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 you got pregnant and then the next day I died, you would have to do what? Take care of yourself and that child. So if, if I'm not handling my business as a father. Or if I just straight up say I don't want to be there, then I'm dead to y'all. 
I know what people are saying. Well, Lewis, how you gonna climb yourself out of this hole? Cause you just said, you know, still let this father come around and da da da. da. And by and that and, and by that means saying I'm dead to y'all. In other words, saying like, if I was gone, just take the analogy for what it is. If I was gone, you would do it by yourself. So since I don't want to be, I don't want to be there or whatever my choice is, other than helping you, then you do it by yourself. You know, if you're hungry. And you and you don't you can't get delivery and nobody's in the house to cook for you. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit there and starve and blame people for not delivering or blame somebody for not being there for you? Or are you going to get up and go fix yourself something to eat and solve the problem? I, I love every single one of my children. And. Contrary to popular belief, I do love all of my baby mothers. I really do. Do we have problems? Yes. But I still love them unconditionally. But we need to be better. We need to be better parents. We need to show them that a little kindness for people who not necessarily showing kindness towards you is not a bad thing. It's not bad to... You know, always talk, always have a kind word about somebody when they're not being so kind to you. There's, not, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. We're keeping positive vibes around you and your family. The quote unquote deadbeat comes over. There's nothing wrong with, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're here. You know, that's what's up. Your son's here. We're chilling. You know, let's, uh, well, shoot, since you're here, let's make the most of it. You know what I'm saying? Let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Let's play some ping pong. Let's play some spades. Let's make the most of it because, you know, if, if he's the type of guy that only shows up once a week, twice a week, one, once a month, once a year, you can either complain about the 364 days he don't show up or you can let your son and or daughter make the decision for herself. Do I want to enjoy this time with my father while I, while I have it or do I want to make him feel bad about the times he didn't show up? What's more important? The times I didn't show up or the times I did. And before you answer that, Stoner, I can guarantee you in the child's mind, in the child's mind, the times he did show up always trumps the times he didn't. I want you to love yourselves. I want... All of my fathers, all of my fathers out there, don't be afraid to, to share your feelings with your baby mothers. In other words, let them know what's going on. Fill them in. Because a lot of this situation goes because a guy flex on the Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat or whatever. He's he out having a good time. But every time his baby mother's called, he's struggling. Well, nigga, stop flexing. If she sees you on the gram Friday night, having a good time, throwing money in there or just smoking out with your friends, having a good time, smoking weed, drinking, just, just giving it up. But when she calls you Saturday for some type of help and you have a million and one excuses, that's not a good look, my nigga. You can't be fine one day financially, physically and spiritually. But then the very next day you're like. Huh? Wait, man, I don't know, son. I'm so tired, dog. I don't even get it right now. I just, I ain't even got it, to be honest with you, man. Damn. 
I don't want to hear that. I just seen you yesterday popping bottles and smoked out on the finest. That costs money. You know? Don't get me wrong. I know there are deadbeat dads. There are real deadbeat dads out there that a woman would literally ask for some physical, some spiritual, or just some financial relief. And you may have all three or at least one of three or at least two of three. And nigga, you just won't. Your son want to see you Saturday night. <sighs> I was trying to go see this little thing. My niggas want to go out. Look, tell him I'm going to come Sunday. Deadbeat. Your son need $50 for... For blah blah blah. God damn, man, that's my last 15. I was trying to get some weed with that. Look, I'm gonna have it next week. Can y'all wait till next week? Deadbeat. Yeah, your son had a bad day at school. Um, whenever you get a chance, can you give him a call? And he just need to talk to you. Okay. And I don't give a fuck if you forget. You forget, don't, or whatever. Deadbeat. We have to do better. Men included, women especially. How are we supposed to do our job? I know y'all, I know y'all heard me say this on this podcast before. The two jobs in this world that God gave us was men protect, provide, women create and nourish. How are we supposed to protect and provide when we're protecting and providing ourselves from you, the law, and anybody else who got a crooked eye from us while still trying to protect and provide for you. Even though I got to protect and provide for myself from you. That child should be y'all's bond. That child should be the reason why, and I don't care what nobody say, you know, you should never have a child to get that bond the child should create that bond for y'all once he or she gets here. But the bond is what I'm saying is, is this is that bond I'm talking about that y'all want. Don't talk about her like that. Don't talk about him like that. You don't play with my baby mama. You don't play with my baby daddy. I seen that nigga. I seen your baby dad at the club last night. Why he ain't here? Don't worry about why he ain't here. Don't worry about why he ain't here. He was tired. He called. He already, he good. He's straight. You don't talk about him. He's not the one to talk about. Now, I saw your baby mama on the fucking clubs, dog. I don't know who she was with. She was probably with our girls. And if she was with a guy, so what? You let me deal with that. Don't talk about her. You, that's what I mean. Because they have that bond where nothing can come because of that child. They are protected for each other. Which shows the child unity and a unit in his family, in his broken family that he clearly or she clearly can see that is broken. She still sees unity because mom never speaks bad about dad. Dad never speaks bad about mom. When dad comes over, even mom's happy to see him. And when we go over to see dad, it's all good. Yeah, they may butt heads every now and again, but who, well, who doesn't? All I know is when I need my dad, he's there. When I need my mom, she's there. When I when it's present time, birthday time, whatever time, my parents are there. That's all that should matter. That all that does matters. 
Become a team. Become a, a championship team for your child. And I guarantee your life will work out so much better for the both of you. People look at uh, uh, single moms and single dads who had a child and not together, but still have sex, right? Now, whether they both have a girl or a guy or they both single, whatever, but they're not together, but their bond is so close that they still have sex. People look at that like, oh, y'all tripping or especially if they're cheating on somebody. Are y'all tripping? Y'all down bad, da, 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 da. But that bond is it's a next level. You know, now I, I, I shy away from that bond because, you know, I don't want to do that with my baby moms. You know what I'm saying? I, I I don't think we need that type of relationship. But when you're already friends, you're already civil, you know, y'all actually have conversations outside of the child, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, you hit him up or, she, or you hit her up. Girl, guess what's popping up? You'll never guess what this nigga Robbie did. Man, this nigga at work talking about this, that, blah, 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 blah. Right. And she giving you yeah, never lying because y'all regressing back to the friendship stage. You're just friends and y'all just chilling. So when y'all see each other, the baby sleep or the child going to sleep or da, 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 and you over there when late night happens and all of a sudden y'all pop off. That's not. Don't let nobody tell you that's bad. OK, that's just y'all bond. Not only. Showing that it's strong is just keeping its strength up. Now, I don't agree with if either of you have a man or a woman because, you know, it's cheating and black men don't cheat. But, you know, I'll never find my face at a person that does it, whether you have a person or not. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Y'all have a child together. That's a bond. Y'all cool as shit with each other. That's a bond. So if y'all slip up every now and again and just pop up, pop, I ain't gonna say slip up, but if y'all pop off every now and again just because y'all feeling each other, it is what it is. I get it. You know? That's a next level bond. That's like the golden bond. <laughs> golden eye. You dig? You dig? I think I think a child is, is a guaranteed friendship card. You know? I, and people always say, I got to build your life in 18 years. Fuck out of here. It's forever. You know, even if that child, God forbid, let me knock on wood. Even if that child dies, you have to be there for her. She has to be there for you. You have to be there for each other afterwards. Hopefully that never happens. Hopefully we all die before our children do. But you get what I'm trying to say. I'm going to leave you with a quote. I forget who said it. I want, I was trying to, I'm trying to remember his name. Stone as I can't remember his name, but the quote goes, if there are troubled days ahead, please let all of them happen to me so that my children may live stress-free. We all need to live and die for our kids because they're the future. They're whatever we're doing is being left for them. Whatever's happening to us will be left for them. This planet will be left to them. Homes, cars, streets, friends, everything will be left to them. Let's leave something great. And let's also, also, I'm sorry, let's also leave them the lasting memory of, yeah, my dad's may have not, my dad and mom may have not been together, but I had a family. I 
I don't need you to forgive me for who I am. I just need you to understand. And that's all I want for all my stoner ladies out there. Just understand the man that you're laying next to right now or riding with in the car or whatever. Whenever you see him, look at him, understand who you're with. If you don't know, ask, talk, ask questions. So there would be no old shits. Ask him, do you want to have kids? What if I got pregnant right now? How would you react? Girl, I'd be tripped. I'd be, I'd be like, no, that'd be fucked up. Cause shit, I ain't ready to, you know, don't laugh that off. Take that into consideration. You know, not saying leave him, but I'm also saying like, if that, so if you get pregnant, you already know, cause you asked him. So when you inform him, yo, I got pregnant. I know what you said. You didn't want kids, whatever. I ain't want it to happen. You didn't want it to happen, but it happened. Um, you know, I'm going to keep the baby. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to be a part of his or her life, you're more than welcome to. I would like for you to be there for me during the pregnancy. I'm not asking for you to do or say anything. Just if I need you to come to an ultrasound or whatever, please come, you know. And, you know, once the baby's born, if you want to be a part of his or her life, great. If not, I understand, you know. And you can't say you don't understand because he told you already. Plus, you see how this person is. You know. So just ask questions and stop being surprised. You know exactly who we are. Please follow me on all my social medias. Mr. Super Duper BC. That's M-R-S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-B-C. Also, please follow me on YouTube. All right. That's Stoner Talk. All right. I drop videos every now and again. Trying to get my Wi-Fi together so I can start streaming again. So you can follow me on Twitch. Mr. Super Duper BC. I already said the scheme. You love it. And uh, let's take care of ourselves. Take care of our kids. And let's let's show them we can be better than what was shown to us. Okay. Stoners Unite.